0: Jessica Paxton here, host of All Wheel Drive, weekdays 3 until 7 p.m. on 95 The One, featuring an eclectic mix of great music, live in-studio performances, and keeping you posted about cool gigs around town. Don't miss All Wheel Drive on 95.1 The One. 95.1, the one station where you won't hear the same songs hour after hour at the Sogan Valley Art Fair, downtown Cannon Falls,
1: the first weekend of October.
2: The Paradise Center for the Arts is a vibrant cultural and artistic gathering spot in historic downtown Faribault. The Paradise is committed to offering high-quality visual and performing art opportunities for Faribault and our region. Regular events spotlight some of the best artists and musicians in our area and throughout Minnesota and the Midwest. Our beautifully restored facility includes art galleries, classrooms, clay and textile labs, a gift shop and rehearsal spaces, in addition to a 300-seat auditorium. Visit paradisecenterforthearts.org for for a full schedule of events or call our box office at 507-334-7372. Art Zany Radio for the Imagination, with your host Paula Granquist, is brought to you by the Northfield Arts Guild. And by the Paradise Center for the Arts. And now, Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination.
3: 95.1. The One.
0: Good morning. This is Paula Grandchrist, and you're tuned in to Art Zany, Radio for the Imagination. Thanks for joining us to celebrate creating and stories. I'm so appreciative that you're here today. There is absolutely something about this time of year, the winding down of the heat and hustle of long summer days, rolling into pleasant coolness, and color blast of fall. This is the time to take a drive, to take in the sensory sensations of autumnal transitions. I just love this time. And one place you need to go is the Sogan Valley. You might think you need to wander north to find the glorious beauty of the season, but no, just head south and east of Northfield, it is absolutely a gem of a place. I can't tell you what the leaves or the sky or the wind or the farms and the small towns will present to you, but I imagine it will be worth the meandering time. I think of the Sogan Valley Art Fair, and I think of my wonderful little kids delighting in the outdoor space at the Macarios Farm, where it was a past site of the festival. And this is where we've connected with some of our favorite artists in this beautiful fall outdoor setting. It's where we picked our giant pumpkins from the wagon that was there, brought home the sweetest of honey, took a few deep breaths of fresh summer fall air, and life felt so glorious for a bit. The kids loved running up and down that hill, and if you've ever been to the Sogan Valley Fair, you remember that hill. Even if it was muddy, we always had great treats to taste and yummy beverages, and I absolutely loved mingling with the farmers and the artists and the community members amongst these trees and skies and bees and corn. You have not lived a full life until you have spent time in Minnesota in an outdoor fall art festival, so please do this you will have something to savor for the upcoming days, because you know what's right around the corner. So I'm so excited today. We are talking about the Sogan Valley Art Fair, and in joining me in the studio, we have um, Dave Mahachek. Welcome to Art Zany Radio, Dave. Yeah, hi, Paula. Carrie Allberg is here. She says she's just going to be along for the... Well, you'll answer some questions, Absolutely. won't you? Okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> It's mm-hmm. such a delight to have you back. Last year, the Sogan Valley Art Fair was not able to to go, like many of many things. So this is a big deal that things are moving ahead. Mm-hmm. And this is the 49th year of the Sogan Valley Art Festival Art Fair, which is amazing. Um, it is going to be held in... This weekend, um, Saturday the 2nd from 10 to 5, and Sunday the 3rd from 10 to 4, so people should put that on their calendars. It's really easy to find at Art.org, which is located downtown Cannon Falls. Um, the the Sogonvalleyartfair.com is the website, so you can get some information there. about. There's maps. There's a great map. I really love the map that you did that shows not only where you're located, but awesome. some of the extra special things you can find. I think you're calling it SoGAN Plus, exactly. Which yep. there's lots to do in Cannon Falls, there so is. Yep. that's an exciting thing to to have us um, for this time. And one of the things that you're doing this year is celebrating the founder of SoGAN Valley. And tell me about Peter Leach. What what do you know about him, and how have, have you found um, you know in, in learning about his stories and how this started?
4: Well, I didn't um, I didn't really uh, ever meet Peter. I don't think. I don't remember meeting him anyway, but um, he passed away this last year, and we thought it was a good opportunity to dedicate the fair to him. And um, I guess we had the the poster, in fact, for this year's fair is is in his likeness. It's a it's an artwork uh, produced by Marty Harris, and it has a, a nice image of of uh, Peter in a. Uh, engineer's hat i think it is or a train trainman's hat mm-hmm. and then it has four little vignettes all the way around the the poster which which kind of captures a few of of his uh interests of course potter, pottery is a is a huge potting is a huge interest he was a great teacher as we'll find out uh, a little bit later but um he uh hunted mushrooms too in the sogan valley lived in sogan valley i think is his mailbox, I think his P.O. box was in Denison, actually, so right, right in the middle of that, that whole area. But um, another interesting thing he did, you know, he participated with the local community, and he had a a column in the Cannon Falls Beacon for for a couple of years, and um, it was called uh, Perspectives, and, and I, I guess sometimes it was called Ask Doctor Perspective. Oh! <laughs> and... Uh, it was really uh refreshing the you know cursory view of you know I, I kind of read all all these uh his columns from that era and uh it was very interesting cuz he talked about just kind of like hometown stuff he didn't really you know promote his art or anything like that i mean he was more just observations and it was, it was it was pretty refreshing we ran a couple of those old columns in fact uh uh in the beacon in the weeks leading up to uh, the fair here, too, so
0: and he was mostly known for his pottery. How would you describe what his pottery was like? Was, he was very well known
4: yeah, he sure was you know i'm not a good person to to ask that maybe um you know we do have a few uh cross our fingers, we have some uh, <laughs> call callers uh that knew Peter much much better than than we and uh experienced uh Peter from the very beginning and beginnings of the fair really, or actually. We have one fellow who may be calling in from Alaska who had a class from Peter, uh, 1971, before the Sogan Valley Art Fair or Craft Fair started. So, um, hmm. and he talks, he talks about his, the pots that he retains from Peter. He put everything in a pickup truck and moved to Alaska in 1974 with this huge load of clay, which, he could only drive 30 miles an hour up to Alaska with all this stuff and that included a <laughs> bunch a of long track. <laughs> a long a bunch of pots from Peter that he had saved Peter had thrown them out cuz they were not perfect and he he went back and grabbed them and eventually they made their way all the way up to Alaska so um Peter's influence as a teacher was was pretty pretty big and as i understand it he also founded uh, uh or helped found the uh Northern Clay Center too so very interesting guy
0: yeah that's that's an amazing and th- it Cannon um falls is now where it is is hosted which is right on the edge of the Sogan valley and art org is this what year is this the third time that you've hosted mm-hmm. it's been
4: the fourth uh, fourth calendar year but the third time we've hosted we canceled last year
0: right and so, so you're kind of making some transitions so it's kind of fun as you said this is a 49th year so you're looking back to kind of you know remember where and may, where the you know all the roots are and and I think that there's something really special about the feeling from this particular art fair uh, that it just it, it exudes from uh, there's you know the uh, is it the relationships with the the people that are there yeah. the wonderful smells uh, the season I, I there's something mm-hmm. that the chemistry and everything just feels so. Perfect. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. A lot of artists that have known each other for a very, very long time.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that comes through as a person just visiting mm-hmm. and being around it. And mm-hmm. so that's something that um, I'm sure you're trying to figure out what, you know, what can you do to rec- recreate that and also to, but then look ahead.
1: Yep, exactly.
4: Yeah, it was a very high bar uh, initially because people really loved the Sogan Valley Art Fair for a long time. It was. Uh, very successfully at the Edgewood Restaurant, right on Highway 52, for a while, or what yeah. used to be called the Edgewood Restaurant. A and lot of
0: folks know. will remember that. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
4: and then uh, moved to the um, Macario's Farm in right in Sogan Valley, and that was such a nice bucolic, uh, verdant location. You know, really amazing place. So, so we have tried to do our best. We're still, we're still, I think, trying to improve things and and make 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 that high bar you know try to try to touch that high bar of of um you know camaraderie and uh, people getting together and a really pleasant fair for for people who come but also obviously also the artists too right well
0: let's spend a few minutes then um while we're waiting folks this is probably the most zany thing we've ever tried to do (laughs) on art zany radio so um we're going to just keep fingers crossed and patience. We're trying to connect up some phone lines to bring in some of these guests. But maybe in the meantime, we can visit with you about uh, what's happening this year at the festival. Um, there'll be a great, I think that one of the things that makes it wonderful is the combination of artists and food and, uh, you know, uh, farmers. So, so it's a good, good mix. And that continues. mm mm-hmm.
4: Right, we we have a, a great group of artists this year. Kind of a smaller nucleus. Some people had some technical issues with kiln problems and.
0: I think that happens <coughs> probably at every art fair. Something happens <laughs> where you know. Yeah, I
4: know, <laughs> and um, so they kind of ran out of inventory, and also people. Some fairs from the spring got pushed into the late summer and early fall, so people sold out. Oh. Um, yeah, well, that's a good. That's a good problem, I guess, right. for for people yeah. to have.
0: I've been to a couple fairs, and, and both of them that I've been to, the artists have said people are just hungry for being yes. with other people, and you know, enjoying art, and mm-hmm. um, are, are you know, really enthusiastic. Yes. <laughs> well, Getting the,
4: out. One of the things we try to do too is we, we integrate in like farm, farmers market vendors, you know, honey, coffee. Mm. Um,
1: and, and Scott's going to be painting
4: yeah we have some well i was gonna say though the the farmers market people we actually that's a, that's a half price uh, booth fee for those types of vendors and the artists pay the the full amount and but yeah and then we do have some experiential kind of things too um our friend scott west is uh he's a uh a great artist and and uh, arts i guess you'd call manager up in the cities at a at a big place and he also uh, live live paints for a band a band called cloud cult oh yeah that's because he was yeah. on
0: the show this uh, folks if you remember it was maybe 2019 yeah. when when you were here and and he was on the air with us talking about that process of you know, responding to the music and being on the stage and the pressures of you know creating something in that very mm-hmm. you know limited time frame and he, so at at the fair in 2019 he was live painting. Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, so th- exactly. this year he he's uh, said to us that he's going to take the two days of painting and he's going to actually be doing a painting of Peter Leach perhaps. So we'll we have to we'll if if we're successful in patching him through. Um, we can ask him that directly here a little bit later.
0: But. Yeah, at least tying something in with his legacy and um, what, what I'm gathering from the the poster you showed me is he, he was quite a character, and so <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly <laughs> right, right. She There's a, a a lot of good stories, and and it's and another thing that I, I wanted to point out to to listeners if they're interested is the website for the Sogan Valley Art Fair has a really great history. Um, section that that has mm-hmm. some of the old uh, scrapbooks if you will um, uploaded and so that you can flip through and look at the the artists from 25 your, years ago yeah, mm-hmm. yep. that yeah w-
4: one of the years I think it was uh, two years ago the the fellow who uh hosted at the Edgewood I think it was Don Hernke and I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that or misremembering that but he presented us with this scrapbook that that Peter and the group made for him and thanks for hosting it and it was uh, a complete uh, scrapbook of the 25, you know, at the 25 year mark, we're now almost at 50 but um, it's a good kind of snapshot to to see all the older artists and and that's all online in a kind of a PDF viewer document so you can flip through that and it's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I did and I I really enjoyed looking at the um, some of them had, you know, put uh, snapshots of themselves or their artwork in and uh, many of them drew things, which mm-hmm. I was really impressed with their artistic skills. And, and you know,
4: they had they had a dinner every Saturday night. I think of the, those fairs, and there was a there was a big dinner, and Peter would would speak, and he would do a kind of a comedy bit. He would he would uh, <laughs> call himself Carwax, which uh, which I guess is playing off Karnak, oh, you know, Johnny Carson's gotcha. Karnak thing. And he used to wear this <coughs> this, this wonderful hat with uh, uh, with a mushroom that that uh, one of the artists had made for him. It was pretty cool. Um, yeah, we actually have a photo of Marty Harris wearing that mar- mushroom hat. It's kind of cool. We'll mm-hmm. give that to people if, if they want to see it. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, very interesting. Uh,
0: do you two have any stories from when you, you visited the Sogan Valley, uh, our, our fair, or no, we memories? No, so young. <laughs> well, sure, of course, when it started, <laughs> exactly all, all of us were just, we just babes. To, exactly. <laughs> but it's,
1: you know, like w- your memory of it as well. I think the way that you described it was wonderful. I, and I think also when Peter had it on his farm, they, he would go up and pick up visitors and bring them down on a wagon to the farm.
0: Oh, fun! Yeah, so, so we
1: got so like a little
2: hay ride. Exactly,
1: <laughs> included. So we we don't do that at our location, of course. But
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: but that made it charming, very charming.
0: And, and, and that is, I think, one of the things that people like to do, and it puts them in a good mood for, you know, ultimately the goal is for artists to. You know, sell and share their their stories and to you know bring yes. their their uh, works of art into the world. Yep, exactly. And uh, it, it's just the perfect setting. So, yeah. Dave's going to go check for us and see. Um, what's going on because we are waiting to as I mentioned connect up uh, some folks who can tell us some stories of of Peter but I want to remind our listeners we're here talking about the Sogan Valley Art Fair and that is Saturday the 2nd from 10 to 5 and then Sunday the 3rd from 10 to 4 So please join them. It is really glorious. And and in fact, just the drive down is (laughs) sometimes well well worth the the trip. And again, this is the 49th year of the fair, and it is dedicated this year to Peter Leach, who is the founder of the Sogan Valley Art Fair. Mm -hmm. Um, You can get those details, Sogan Valley, S-O-G-N, I should should say, for people that aren't familiar with it, SoganValleyArtFair.com. And uh, that is going to be hosted by Art.org, which is the organization that both of you founded and have been a part of for many years. That's, it's com- that's <laughs> coming up on some <laughs> anniversaries, <laughs> it must, too. <laughs>
4: and, you know, I think we have Excellent. Gary Crawford on the line. Okay. So we'll see. If
0: okay, we are here. Gary, good morning and welcome to Arts Any Radio. You are live with us in the studio on air. All right. Oh, thank you f- so much for being here. We've been sharing some stories about the SoGAN Valley Art Fair and wondered if, you know, as you think back today and look out where you are, what, what are some of the things that come to mind about uh, being a part of the SoGAN Valley Art Fair? Well, the, uh, the,
1: local, uh, the locals call it Sogon, not uh, Sogon. We called it Sogan. Because I couldn't pronounce the other word.
0: <laughs> oh, say that again, because that's not something I've I've heard.
1: Yeah, well, you know, the word is S O G N, and the local locals uh, farmers that I talked to and, and showed them that you know brochure we had on it, they they pronounce it S O M.
0: Oh, so that's probably the true way. Yeah, Was
1: the Nor- Norwegian to pronounce. Yes, yeah, a, lot, a lot of Norwegian farmers around there.
0: It's a beautiful area, and um, I understand that you uh, participated for many years with your clay work. Tell us some of the things that you think of when you think of the the art fair and being in in those beautiful places, and um, with all those great artists in the community.
1: Well, yes, it was a, a very uh, kind of high spirited occasion. And uh, a lot of it, of course, had to do with Peter and the different uh, kind of people that he seemed to represent. He, he wasn't always Peter Leach. He was, uh, sometimes he was, you know, kind of play acting and uh, ne- you, you never really knew what to expect from him because he, he was kind of, uh, oh, he, he was so interested in other people and he loved to entertain.
0: <laughs> We've gotten that impression that he did some kind of silly things at the, the dinners that, that took place on Saturday nights. Do you remember any stor- good stories?
1: Oh, let's see. You know, I've, I've, I've gotten a little old in my memories. <laughs> <laughs> Not what it used
0: to be. Oh, that uh, is understandable. I, I bet you have um, some clay pieces around um, that. That maybe you can tell us a little bit about your work or Peter's work. And um, I understand too that both of you were uh, intricate, uh, uh, you know, in developing the Northern Clay Center, and that is a place that many people recognize.
1: Yeah, that's that's right. It was it was Peter. Um, it was probably Peter's idea. <laughs> he was, he was the idea person, and uh, there were there were some of us, including me, that that loved to kind of give birth to um, uh, a long life for his ideas. And uh, the Silicon Valley Craft Fair was one one of those ideas. I helped him establish that because I had been a lawyer, and. Um, I created a non profit entity that people could contribute to and, and deduct their contribution um, and uh, he loved that combination of being uh being able to call on this uh this lawyer to accomplish things that needed <laughs> to be accomplished for his <laughs>
0: you could be this his the, ideas you could <laughs> be the reason and the the um, and, you know probably taming down some of the ideas to more more um easy. Things that could actually be done. <laughs> yes,
1: exactly. <laughs> and uh, even the the Silicon Valley Craft Fair. Um, um, I I actually had that at my farm. We had we had farms that were that the um, the farmers would would call one mile apart as the bird flies. Mm. They were they were, um, so they were both both of those farms were near. Uh, near Cannon Falls and, and that, that's really how I met Peter it was in 1972 when I met him and his farm was near my farm as the farmer said as the crow flies and one mile but anyway I learned that he was over there on this farm near, near Cannon Falls uh, yeah. with his family and he was making pots and I thought that was an interesting thing I had temporarily left my law practice to kind of play around being an artist. And so I went over and I talked to Peter. And the next thing I know, he's got me sitting down um, centering a piece of clay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And had you been working with clay?
1: Yeah. And um, and, and so, you know, you have to learn how to uh, make it um, roll smoothly through your hands. It was called centering. And... Then he taught me. Um, he taught me how to throw the pot, and he taught me how to glaze pots, and he taught me how to fire the kiln, and <laughs> and all of that. And he just did that because he liked. Uh, it was just his generous nature. It was just part of being Peter Leach that he did all those things with me. You know, made it possible for me to become a potter, and that was in 1972
0: and when you- I met him yeah and so that you something clicked with you too, because you that was became your legacy as well yes what did you love about making um pots and and being a part of of the sogan valley art fair
1: um, i was I was a part of it in 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 the sense that I you know created the legal the the organization that it operated within so we could have contributions that would be deductible. That was a fairly smart thing to do. Uh and it made a difference and uh having people contribute money to help us uh keep that thing going for what do you say now it's something like fifty years?
0: Forty this is the forty ninth year, so it's uh, we're approaching years. that big marker. You're right. <laughs> Amazing, well, again, isn't
1: it? It has been very uh uh, it's been a wonderful thing for the people that come and and look because the work has been, been done by so many different excellent artists. And, it, you know, it isn't all um, pottery either.
0: No, right. And we've been talking about that before you came on the air. I want to remind our listeners we're talking to Gary Crawford who is also one of the Uh, Originals of the Sogan Valley Art Fair, and also one of the uh, folks that helped establish the Northern Clay Center. So a renowned
1: the Northern Clay Center was was Peter's idea, (laughs) and uh, and and given my background uh, as having been a lawyer, uh, I you know created that uh, that organization and the original board of directors. Included Joan Mondale and Peter and me and um, a banker. Uh, What's his name? Uh, Andy Boss. Andy Boss. Yeah.
0: Wow! And, what a group.
1: Yeah, and and um, uh, Joan helped to uh, select the first location, and um, Andy made it possible <laughs> for us to us to rent that location. And so, that's kind of how uh, Northern, the uh, Northern Clay Center got started. But again, Peter's idea.
0: <laughs> when I say the name Peter Leach, what comes to mind, or what, what, uh, what? How would you describe him to somebody who didn't know him?
1: Um, intriguing, fascinating, and extremely interested in you when he's talking to you. You know, you'd think that with everything that he did, that he was self-centered, but he was not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He sounded like he had a zest for life, right?
1: Yeah, he was interested in the people, and uh, that, that kind of was his gift. He was sort of always kind of giving himself, and he did it without thinking about it. It was just his nature. He was just a very generous person by nature. Look at all those things that he did for me. He taught me. He taught me how to be a potter. Bing, just like that. <laughs> and he helped me build my first kiln. And he taught me how to fire it.
0: <laughs> mm, what a legacy and what a cherished friend.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was. Uh, he was such a big part of life in that part, in in those parts near. King- you know, he had this farm near Cannon Falls, and I had a farm near Cannon Falls, and our families lived on those farms, and that's how you know how we got acquainted, and um, we just spent a lot of time with each other in those days. His wife and my wife became good friends, and our children became good friends.
0: <laughs> and you—you you certainly helped create that essence of what is this um wonderful uh celebration of arts and community and the fall as well and so it's been such a pleasure to be able to spend a few minutes talking with you and um and uh getting to know your uh story and uh sharing are there any last memories that you have that uh, you before we move on to our our next caller that you'd um like to tell us about
1: Oh, the memories that I want to talk about.
0: Yeah, before we close, is there anything else that we need to, that you want to share with us?
1: Um, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Peter was a very large man. (laughs) (laughs) And that coincided with his personality. That's what you would expect from him once you, it didn't take any time at all to, um, to get that he was, a large person with a large personality and, and, and a big heart. He, he knew how to love and he knew how to give. And that's what you experienced around him.
0: Well, thank you so much for sharing your stories. And I think that uh, legacy continues. Uh, Gary Crawford has been our guest celebrating the um, founding of the Sogan Valley Art Fair. Thanks for being here today.
1: My pleasure, really. (laughs) Wonderful.
0: Okay, thank you. Folks, we are here going to work our way to the next guest, but what a delight. Um, Thank you for bringing that forward and helping us to make that connection, Dave. Um, That was something incredible. He um, had a lot of... A lot of good memories, and um, he's uh, really some you know something amazing has happened in Minnesota because of those two gentlemen.
4: Right, right. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, Gary had was having some kiln problems too, so he he will probably be there. I I think over the weekend, but I'm not sure exactly when. But he's not exhibiting this year. But
0: yeah, so that's that's good news. And then next, we're going to be talking, fingers crossed, with um, Charlie Overby. Can you tell us a little bit about Charlie? Was the the one who took the, the uh, clay up to Alaska in his pickup truck.
4: Yes, and I think we have him on the line now, so he's ready to go. Originally from Kenyon, Minnesota, but left after taking a class with Peter in 1971.
0: Welcome, Charlie. This is Charlie Overby. Yep. This is Paula Granquist, and you're live on the air on Art Zany Radio. Thank you oh, so great. much for getting up early. Yeah. It's our pleasure. We've been visiting all morning to sharing stories of Peter Leach and um, the history of the Sogan Valley Art Fair and wanted to have you join our conversation and tell us a little bit about um, the things that you remember about Peter Leach.
5: Well, it's been 50 years. <laughs> uh, yeah, I first met him uh my mother read an ad in the Fairbolt paper uh, that he's at the community school. He's doing a night class of $25. So, I'm, okay, I'll I'll give it a shot. I went to I went to uh, Minneapolis School of Art and went there for a few years and and then they didn't I didn't graduate or anything. But I came down moved down moved down to the, in the country and uh, so I took this class and and I really liked it and uh, had a kick wheel there. I just learned how to make pots on the kick wheel. Got to know Peter pretty good, real good. And uh, after the class he. Said, well, why don't you come out to my Sogan farm and uh, do some more pottery? So, uh, yeah, I went out there and turned it into an apprenticeship. I was out there for off and on between 1971 and 74, and uh, he ta- taught me how to do everything. I, I was so gracious with all his uh, secrets, I couldn't believe it. He, you know, take some kid, 21 year old kid, and tell him everything he knew about pots and, uh, help me, uh, build a kiln. And, you know, in exchange for helping around the farm, I didn't, it didn't cost me anything. He just helped me do all these projects. He's always doing projects all the time. Um, <clears throat> helped him fix up that barn of his into a studio and he, he built this, uh, walk-in kiln i couldn't believe how big the thing was helped him on that a little bit and uh i usually do the labor work around the farm i i remember uh, digging around back of the barn there cleaning up some doing some project here's this pile of discarded pottery uh, man look at this uh, <laughs> i scrounged through this i got a i got a mustache cupped i still have it it just had a little hairline crack and uh in the uh, uh, mustache part, and you have And to, then I found a casserole, and uh, it, it had a little hairline crack along along that the, uh, lip of it of the casserole. I still have it.
0: You have uh, to. Well, I have to stop you because you have to tell me what is a mustache cup. I'm not sure oh, I know what that is.
5: Well, <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, it's a regular coffee cup, and then it's got a kind of a shield in there, shape of a mustache. So if you got a big old mustache, uh it sip through this uh this hole underneath it, you know, and get your mustache from getting all wet. It,
0: I've never heard that's an amazing thing. A, yeah, I
5: still I still use that design on my some of my mugs. Uh <clears throat> put that little mustache thing in there. It looks just like a mustache basically, only it's flat. <clears throat> and uh Yeah, people really like it. I still make pots today. I've been making off and on for 50 years <clears throat> and uh, when i was down in minnesota i was more into it a lot more i did a full time uh <clears throat> i should be talking about peter instead of me but
0: uh oh that's he, okay we he, want to hear your story too because you
5: influenced me a lot because yeah, he helped me build a kiln and i got the kiln all in my own, on my farm i rented a farm south of Kenyon and uh I would just fire that thing up; it'll work. And so okay, I didn't know nothing about firing, and you know he coached me through that, and finally I got that reduction firing uh, technique down. Nobody does that hardly anymore, and and that's what makes my pots unique to anybody else in Alaska here, because I don't know anybody that does reduction firing. Everybody's got the electric kilns, and you can kick the pottery out a lot faster in those, but. Everybody likes, uh, I got this lady in Anchorage that, every time I I got a little store in Palmer that I sell my stuff, and uh, every time I bring some pinch, the lady at the store calls this lady up, oh, come on in, I got new pots, and so she comes in and buys my stuff, and so it works great, so uh, I don't make pots all the time, though, like Peter did, I couldn't believe all the volume he made.
0: Yeah, can you tell us a little, if you were to describe his style, or what made his pots so incredibly special what would you say that quality was
5: well i like the functionality of everything Uh, i his mugs i i still copy his mugs Uh, he's got that lip on all his mugs his finger lip and it it just makes a mug when you put it up to your lips it fits your lips so well
0: Hmm. And, Is and, that uh, an indent or something? Or? Yeah,
5: a little indent, lip, on a little, you know, it's not just a cylinder. Sure, first I make my cylinder, and then I take your, I spend a lot of time making that uh, top lip. <clears throat> it's just little little curvy indent. You'd see it on all those mugs, or most of them. Uh, I haven't seen any of this stuff for a long time, you know, because, uh, you know, been up in Alaska like that. Mm-hmm. I remember back in uh back in the day uh, he had a pottery sale at edgewood cafe i don't know always, what fifties was
0: it fifty two rochester yeah good memory
5: i couldn't believe i bought some pots there i wish I'd have had lots of money because I would have bought <laughs> a lot more um but uh i couldn't believe it he had a he had a, a he had a mailing list and he'd make all these pots and send out a mailing list and had a pottery sale outside and all these people would show up uh and everything was gone right now I I got I bought some stuff there uh back in what 73 I suppose but uh yeah that's uh that was pretty he was a real special guy I uh i I haven't even seeing that picture there of his obituaries, hes still got that glint in his eye that the, the look of him his, you know very piercing and aware of whatever uh, I but,
0: think that we've heard that from from folks that that there was something really incredible about his spirit and yeah. um his, the way that he helped to bring that out in other people as well do, What do you remember about the Sogan Valley Art Fair? Did you have a chance to? Um, be a part of some of those events and, and what comes to mind when you think of the Sogan Valley?
5: The only thing I had was at Edgewood Art Sale. That's it. and I was gone. <clears throat> uh, I don't remember much after after that. I, I mean, we might have had a pottery sale at his farm once, I think, or else it was a birthday party because <clears throat> I played music with a bunch of friends and later we became the Open Road String Band. Uh, I remember playing there. For something, some event, um, but I, I sure was impressed at how he let all these people taught all these people how to make pots and uh, and helped them along. I thought, man, you're <laughs> you're going to make all this competition, but not really. We couldn't even hold a candle. This
0: <laughs> stuff. There was he had something magic, huh? <laughs> something incredible that he uh, was able to to bring out in in people, and it sounds like the clay as well.
5: Yeah. oh yeah yeah and his his glazes, yeah, the way they that react to uh, reduction firing uh and they're pretty simple glazes too uh I'd like to learn some more uh get some more new glazes, but um, I'm happy with what I got here and basically i I do a lot of other stuff all summer, and then when winter starts like now. It's so dark all the time. Uh, that's when I make my pottery, from October to March. And then the rest of the year, um, I do other stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's quite a fella. I, uh, another thing I liked about him was going mush, morel mushroom hunting. I uh, I never knew anything about morels until I met Peter. And... That was a lot of fun going the back of his farm uh, up there. He had all these secret spots. He wouldn't tell people where he were. He had to find them yourself. But
0: yeah, they are protective uh, of those spots because yeah. those they are uh, elusive a bit and delicious too. So <laughs>
5: yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I'm glad he spent his time teaching us novices how to make pottery at the. Community Schools Project. I, you know, I think I don't know that might have been the first and the last class he did because we were so bad. <laughs> but, but, uh, I'm really glad he let me in. Well,
0: I think he it sounds uh, like I, I did not know him, but it sounds like he probably would have had patience and uh, and, and 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 certainly um, the spirit of generosity, and that's an amazing thing.
5: Oh, another thing I just thought of too: at school, uh, the pottery. school Uh, later on, my kids were living in Minneapolis. Uh, That was like 15 years ago. And I found out he had that clay center on Franklin Avenue.
0: The Northern Clay Center, yeah? Yeah. Yeah.
5: So, uh, hey, I I learned how to make pots from this guy. You ought to go down. So my daughters both uh, signed up for a class for a winter semester when they were there. So they made some stuff. At that place. So So your daughter.
0: Oh, that's an amazing circle. Then your daughters were learning at the place that he founded.
5: Yeah, and they 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 come down, make pots too at my place in the winter. They're all living right close to me up here in Alaska. So.
0: Well, I love how his connections have taken us uh, to so many different, you know, parts of the world. And I imagine his pots live. All over the world, and uh, it 's just been such a pleasure to hear your stories of the great founder Peter Leach of the Sogan Valley Art Fair um, and so um, we are st- as I mentioned folks, this is Charlie Overby. He is from the um, originally from Minnesota but is now living in Alaska and is sharing some of the stories with us about his memories of Peter. And it's like it's been a lot of years, and, and um, you know we still continue to have the Sogan Valley Art Fair. It's in its 49th year this year, and we are just just thrilled to to hear. And especially at, for those of you thinking about it, it's it's probably really early, just just barely dawn there in Alaska. So <laughs> it's not
5: quite. But oh, you mentioned forty nine years. Well, maybe that that sale at Edgewood was the first one.
0: I it, I don't know if that would have been. Let me turn up the mic for for Dave here. It, it could have
4: been. I think I've I've seen a poster. Um, Nan Leach had a a, a kind of a rep- repository of a you know a fe- old ephemera, and we we saw a poster of the second year, um, nineteen seventy two or three. And um, but um, I think that was still on the farm, so I'm not sure about the Edgewood sale if that was the first one or not.
0: But I know that. Well, it, maybe
1: the
5: farm was the first one, and then the Edgewood one was the second one. That could. Have, that's, that makes more sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, he he loved to. Uh, it sounds like be able to share his pottery, and uh, people love to to be a part of it. So, I uh, anything else that comes to your mind that that you want to share with us about either the Sogan Valley or uh, Peter Leach or any of your your clay stories? There, it's wonderful to have have you share this with us
5: Uh, well nothing comes to mind right now it's just just is uh his place in sogan uh was real inspiring and i wanted to move move to sogan and be closer but i couldn't find a place to rent I was out there in canyon but uh, yeah crawford's uh, weren't you up there gary was weren't you wasn't your farm up on the top of the hill there. He had a really nice view uh, to the northwest. Is that your place?
0: Uh, well, we're talking, Gary is was on with us a little bit earlier, so oh. he's not able to join us um, okay. at, at live. We can only do the one at a time, but um, yeah, he said he lived right near Peter, so.
5: Yeah, that must have been him, yeah.
0: Well. Yeah, go-
5: well, I, that was really good. Thank you for this time. I'm-
0: oh, you're very welcome. It's such a thrill, and I sure appreciate your um, time and memories and hope that you'll come back to this part of the world sometime soon.
5: Yeah, I come back twice a year. My mother lives in, on the farm in Kenya. And she's still nine, 95 and still living on the farm and Bravo. Taking care of the place by herself, uh, it's pretty amazing. I go back twice a year to help her uh, get get ready for winter and get ready for summer and get her garden in and she still burns firewood too. Can, you know, <laughs> that's an amazing. She keeps the house nice and toasty, <laughs> you know. So I keep firewood handy for her. Oh, that's what I do.
0: Well, it uh, sounds yeah. like like a, a wonderful thing, and we're we're thrilled to hear the story that your mom's doing so well. So, come share some more stories some other time. Thank you so much for being with us. All right, thank you. Yeah, that was uh, Charlie Overby, folks, and uh, we have quite uh quite the um i think next are we going to go and tell us who we're going? i think
4: to? yeah ben leach is we're hooking ben leach up right now which is of course um gary's son peter's, peter's son
0: yes. <laughs> gary's
4: son no but, in my mind i said charlie's son and i said no it's not part charlie it's yeah. well and then no I, so i was all goofed up there yeah well, peter's son
0: Thank you so much. Um, go ahead. Uh, ben, you are joining Art Zany Radio here live in the studio. I'm Paula Granquist, and I thank you so much for being available to us to share some stories. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Hello. <laughs> We've been uh, talking all morning about uh, all of the things that uh, your father did to just inspire people and to, you know, his beautiful uh, pottery. And I uh, wondered if you could join us in, in sharing some of those memories.
3: Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, just, I mean, even as a young kid growing up in Sogan Valley, have a lot of memories of the craft there and uh, just all the artists and, um, you know, being a kid sort of helping with setup and just, you know, the whole process of putting on the craft fair, which was a pretty big to-do for Sogan Valley.
0: Yes, and, and every year there were, I mean, people looked forward to it. And, uh, you know, tell me a little about um, your father's pottery. How would you describe it to people?
1: Well, he,
3: you know, he always kind of described it as functional stoneware. It was meant to be used. You know, it was, um, you know, appealing to the eye, but Dad didn't necessarily want it to just sit on the shelf. He wanted it, he wanted people to use it, you know. Um, So, you know, that coffee cup that you held and had your coffee in every morning, you know, and to make that kind of connection with people, um, you know, he... I. I think, you know, he definitely kind of considered himself an artist, but it wasn't meant to be art that just stand on a shelf, if
0: that makes any sense. Oh, it does. And that sounds, I I will never forget, Charlie Overby shared some stories and talked to us about the mustache cup that he still has, (laughs) which amazed me, a, a cup that you could... Sit your mustache in so it didn't get uh, coffee on it. Or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's, it that sounds like that, that, um, he was quite a character too. Uh, people told stories about some of his antics and passions, uh, everything from mu- mushroom hunting to, um, telling stories, wearing, uh, silly hats. And, um, you know, I, I, was that some someone that he was at home as well?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Kind of the mustache cup makes me think of, I don't know if this was the most popular thing Dad ever did, but he had these frog cups. So there was a cup, literally, with a little frog in the bottom of it, and people just loved them.
0: You know? Oh, I so, I have it, heard of those, but I've never. I don't know that I've ever seen one. So it, yeah. it was like just. Uh, so when you finished your drink, it was down the, on the bottom, right?
3: Yeah, a little frog looked looking up at you from the bottom of the cup, and. It really kind of took on a life of its own, and I just remember, you know, he practically had to, one of his uh, students or something. That was their full time gig was making these little frogs. You know, <laughs> he'd raise with these armies of little frogs, kind of strewn about the studio, and uh, he. There's a lot of them out there. I guarantee it. Just. uh, based on the number of frogs I remember seeing.
0: <laughs> that is a great memory. Do you have a favorite piece of your father's that you have?
3: Um, what You know, I kind of have, a, he described it to me as the ceramic hope chest. So I I do have some that I use. Um, I definitely have some that's kind of tucked away that, you know, that you just want to have, that you want to save. Um, so, you know, kind of hard to narrow it down to one favorite piece, but I definitely have a fair amount of my dad's pottery that I, that I have, that I use, and some that, you know, is just sort of tucked away as the ceramic hope chest.
0: Yeah, well, I would think, and isn't that a great, a great thing to think about? That you know, some of this was made decades ago, and it is a part of everyday life, and that would have been something he, I think, would have been very pleased with.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. He's, I mean, he's happy that. I mean, he was a potter for a long, long time, and you know, there's, there's a lot of his work out there, and you know people love it people use it every day to this day so and it it pops up in the strangest places you know at goodwill randomly or
0: oh gosh
3: or you know it's still it's still out there it's collectible there's people who still are seeking more peter leach pottery so
0: how would people know that if they are at a goodwill, let's say, and they they find a piece of pottery? I mean, what would be the so, m- mark? Did he have a a signature?
2: Yeah.
3: He absolutely did. It was um, on the bottom of almost all of his pieces. There was a little P with a L, kind of a combination. P, Peter Leach P with a L at the bottom. So they would, they, you you would know it if you found a Peter Leach piece.
0: Mm, What a find that would be.
3: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. definitely.
0: And uh, is there any um, things when you think of, of the art fair that come to mind about um, being with some of the artists or the farmers or the the places that, that the Sogan Valley art fair has been held over the years?
3: Well, just, you know, the, the camaraderie and kind of the coming together as a community and, Um, You know, getting there early and, you know, saying that, you know, because I grew up around all these people. So, you know, they became, you know, lifelong friends. A lot of the people who I knew from the craft beer knew me when I was, you know, a five-year-old kid. (laughs) So that's been 50 years now. So, you know, artists. And people going to display their art turned into lifelong friends and you know there's there's artists who just you know love that craft fair for the you know the feeling of community and uh, you know the there's a lot of them who've been doing it forever. It seems like you know they just they wouldn 't miss the sogan valley craft fair
0: yeah and as as someone who is just a recent uh, given the fact that it's a 49 year old fa- uh, fair, uh, I, I feel that as someone who visits the fair and that tradition continues and that, I think you said, said it beautifully, just that sense of community and the generosity of, of your father and his spirit that kind of exuded and, and he shared with everybody in, in teaching or helping or inventing or just having fun. I, I think that that's a, an incredible legacy and it's, really been my honor to be able to spend this time hearing your stories
3: absolutely absolutely i think you just said it so well that's, that's that's it right there
0: yeah we could all use a little more of that uh in in our lives as as we we move forward and so that's something to to keep in mind as as all of us are thinking about uh making art happen so Ben, it's just been a pleasure. I'm sorry that our time is winding down and there's and the. the
3: <laughs> Great chatting with you.
0: It's been delightful. Um, ben Leach uh, joining us to talk about his father, the founder of the Sogan Valley Art Fair. Thank you so much.
3: All right. Take care. Thank you. Take Very care.
0: Exciting. Yeah. So, folks, this has been quite the uh, trip, I would say. Um, Dave Mahachik. Kara Alberg here. Um, thank you so much for for joining me. Any any closing thoughts that you want to tell people? Of course, come to the Sogan Valley Art Fair this weekend.
4: Well, we had uh, we're going to have to cut an appearance by Scott West for time. So um, so thank you ma- to Scott. Scott. Thanks to Scott. He will
0: be <laughs> at the the fair, so folks can come and visit with him and his. Um,
4: he, and he's going to be live painting. Uh, Scott in uh, just real quick. He's going to be live painting the entire weekend, and I think. Uh, with imagery inspired by peter so should be fun
0: that would be incredible and i i do enjoy this this fair so we'll probably see you there mm-hmm. and uh just what a, a great thing to think about uh all those traditions and connections that have been made that continue forward and we'll next year be talking about what's what's coming for the next 50 years we're going to do some predictions right Absolutely. <laughs>
4: it's, it's such a big round number yeah we're saying uh We have an opportunity to kind of reconfigure the fair, I think, for the next half century. Mm -hmm.
0: So So we'll see if it will keep the recording and see if any of that actually uh, comes true. And then somebody 50 years from now will be sitting in the studio talking about what we said. That would be fun. That would be a blast. Well, you know,
4: we actually have, as a part of our restoration of our building, we're putting in some time capsules, some we're giving time capsules to artists. So Actually, there will be an opportunity in 50 years to evaluate things. Um, so that will happen uh, next year. I think uh, the art, the time capsules will be closed up on 2222 and opened on 7777. So there's there's a little bit over 50 years. Whoa. That's so we'll like, have to put, make a special Sogan Valley thing. I think so. Or maybe an art zany with all the... Content from Art on, oh my goodness. on zip drives or
0: something. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> We're only 15 years, but. <laughs> or maybe it's 16. I lose track too. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, folks. This has really been a pleasure. Thanks for hanging with us as we did, as I said, one of the most zany things we've done, having all of those phone guests. But I think it worked out okay. And thanks for for hanging with us. And I hope that you, you know, take some time over this this, um, weekend to visit the art fair. And then also take some time to, of course, enjoy your imagination and always add some art zany to your life. In the meantime, till next time, enjoy your imagination.
2: Is brought to you each week by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts in Faribault.
0: Connect and experience art at the Northfield Arts Guild. Visit our galleries, arts festival, and take in a performance at our theater featuring a full season of dramas, comedies, and musicals. The Guild's gift shop showcases unique art from over 100 local and regional member artists. Come enjoy music from the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra or the 411 Concert Series. We invite you to explore your creativity in one of our classes. All are welcome at the Northfield Arts Guild. To learn how you can be a part, visit northfieldartsguild.org or call 507-645-887.